Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and happy 2014, everyone. Welcome to the first court report of the new calendar year. This is the January 5th, 2014 edition of the court report on the Nakam Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. The court report brought to you by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. right here on the Nakam Siegel Network. Every week, we'll take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League related, including scores, standings, and interesting topics covering all of your Yeshiva sports needs. If it interests you, it'll be here because this show is all about you. Had a game this week? Let us know. Friend me on Facebook. Send me a message. My name is Elliot Weiselberg, W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is Y-L-S Wise Guy. That's Y-L-S W-E-I-S-G-U-Y or email me at Elliot at NachumSiegel.com because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank you once again to our sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Please contact Mike and his amazing staff at Crown Trophy of Brooklyn for all of your trophy and plaque needs. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, assistant coach of the Yeshiva Flatbush Falcons JV and Varsity Hockey Teams, and co-coach of the Yeshiva Hartora Junior High Hockey Team. But most of all, like you, I am a Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids each and every week with you, live from the press box at the NSN Arena in the heart of Brooklyn. First of all, once again, Uh, Happy New Year to everyone. So we've hit the month of January, which means in no particular order, three things. Finals, yes, the real F words for all teens. Uh, Winter vacation, which is right around the corner. And the frenetic rush that leads up to the end of the regular season. First of all, it's hard to believe that the school year is half over. Second of all, it's hard to believe that this is week nine of the court report. This past week was relatively light across the board because of more snow. Uh, Ten games were wiped out on Thursday uh, and throughout the weekend as a result of Hercules, and teams will need to rush to cram all of the missed games in before the last day of the regular season. But even had this week been a full slate, it would still pale in comparison to the week coming up where, weather permitting, 31 boys games and 13 girls games will take place, roughly one-third of the games remaining this year. We still have quite a few games to recap from this past week, including a controversial varsity basketball finish and JV hockey and basketball where playoff hopes are being fulfilled and dashed as we speak. So let's dive right in. JV hockey had half of their schedule wiped out this week, with two Thursday games being erased due to the storm, as well as one on Saturday night, those three being MTA Frisch, JECTABC, and Kushner Hillel. Of those three that were left, Westchester played or will have played in two of them in their do-or-die race to make the playoffs in the East. The story for Westchester win out and a season that started at 0-4 would end up with the team winning five of their last six to tie Flatbush in points for the last playoff spot in the East, but would take the spot with five wins as opposed to Flatbush's four. At 2-5 and five with three games remaining against Hank, Mag, and David, and North Shore, all teams with losing records, the long shot may not seem so long for the Wolverines. The first leg of the race played out last night in Uniondale as Westchester traveled to take on the Hank Hurricanes. Westchester blew out Hank 6-1 to nearly a month ago at home for their second win of the regular season, and it looked as if they may be on track to repeat as the Wolverines found themselves up one nothing halfway through the first. Second period, Westchester up 2 nothing. Hank cuts the lead in half on a goal by Jonathan Ossett, but less than two minutes later, Westchester scores again to regain the two-goal lead headed into the third. 
Right off the opening face-off for the third period, it was apparent that Hank would not go away quietly. Fifteen seconds into the period, Hank defenseman David Schwartzman put a full-court shot on net that was saved but hung around the crease just long enough for Matthew Rosenberg to make it 3-2. to two. For six minutes, it seemed as if Westchester had settled down and taken control of the game, but with just over six minutes left, the Wolverines took a boarding penalty, putting Hank on the man advantage. 30 seconds in, Schwartzman stuffed home a rebound to tie up the game at 3-3. to Momentum completely on Hank's side, the Hurricanes peppered the Wolverine net, and with three minutes to go, Yoni Goldenberg put the period on the Hank comeback, giving the Hurricanes the 4-3 to come-from-behind victory. So with the loss, the Wolverines are now officially eliminated from playoff contention. So Flatbush can breathe a small sigh of relief with one of the two remaining teams taken care of. Now the Falcons have to hope that Hank pulls in win number four to end their season, uh, as they will finish the 2013-2014 campaign out against North Shore tomorrow night. Should Hank come away victorious or tie with the Stars, Flatbush will have gained the final playoff spot in the East. If not, uh, Westchester will get their first chance to play spoiler when they next play at home on Thursday against North Shore. If you were keeping track... Uh, you, sh- you will have noticed that all three of the postponed games on the week that I mentioned earlier happened to be in the West. So the only game that was played was the one that happened last Sunday between TABC and Kushner. Kushner looking to solidify a playoff berth, needing a win, but did not get it as the Storm manhandled the Cobras for nothing. Sophomore Yair Nola recorded the hat trick. Daniel Levy added one. Shua Balin recorded the shutout. So Kushner is still looking for their ticket into the playoffs as the final West team. With their game in Hillel last night being canceled, they won't play again until after the break which must suit them just fine as they will be without the services of, or would have been without the services of stellar netminder Jack Reeves for the next three weeks following an emergency appendectomy this week. The Cobras can still find their way into the postseason but must put their hopes on close rival JEC to defeat MTA on Tuesday night. An MTA loss or tie will do the trick for Kushner and with MTA only having beaten JEC 2-1 two, two weeks ago it's still not out of the realm of possibility that all four western spots and all eight playoff teams could be decided by this Thursday, depending on what happens back east. So let's take a look at the standings in JV hockey. In the east, Rambam and DRS still tied atop the eastern board with 14 points at 7-1. Hafter right behind them at 13 points, 6-1-0-1. Flatbush clinging to the fourth spot with 10 points at 4-4-2. Hank and Mag and David tied at 5 points, uh, Westchester at 4, and North Shore still alive at 2 with a record of 1-5. Out West, TABC, Frisch, and SAR are all tied at 12 points. TABC and Frisch are 6-1. and one. SAR is 6-2. and two. Kushner's right behind them at 10 points at 5-3. and three. Ramaz has 6 points. MTA and Hillel are tied at 4. And JEC rounds out the West at 3 points. So, moving over to varsity hockey... Uh, We'll start off in the West. JEC was supposed to have played three games on the week. However, unfortunately, the rematch with Kushner Thursday night and the last remaining interdivisional battle of the season with Solomon Schechter today were postponed due to the snow. They did, however, meet up with Frisch earlier in the week on Monday. The Thunder hosted the Cougars and took a 6 nothing beating at the hands of the visitors. Six different players scored for the Cougars in this one. Uh, for Frisch, the win marks the culmination of a perfect 4-0 December to up their record to 8-2. Frisch's 16 points put the Cougars on the precipice of playoff paradise, but would need to await the winner of the MTA-TABC game in order to determine whether Frisch would clinch to open the new year. 
Speaking of that game, the first of the new year after the schools had the foresight to move this one, which was initially scheduled for Thursday night, MTA probably wishes that it had just been snowed out. Uh, on the heels of last week's 40-minute battle with Hafter, the Lions appeared to be trending upward at the right time with only four games remaining in the regular season. Uh, this game shows that the Lions still have a ways to go. As TABC controlled the play from the outset en route to a 3 nothing win, Shmuel Levy scored twice, and Yoshua Zerman added to MTA's heartache, uh, which we'll talk about more later on in basketball, while Craig Klein notched another shutout in net for the Storm. So for first, the result was somewhat bittersweet. Uh, MTA's loss meant that the Cougars clinched postseason play. However, TABC's win pulls them to 7-2, and two, two points behind Frisch, leaving the two teams still in a scenario where the division may need to be determined by whomever wins their last remaining game uh, on February 6th uh, between the two of them. MTA now sees their window slowly closing as at 3-4-2-2. Two, two. They're still able to reach a respectable point mark, but will most certainly lose out with any tiebreakers for playoff scenarios. And here's why. In the JV and Varsity Hockey Leagues, the tiebreakers work as follows. It starts off, obviously, with points, that's how they get to the tie. Uh, the first tiebreaker is most wins. Second is head-to-head. For a three-way tie, it's combined head-to-head. Uh, third is ties versus overtime losses. Ties are given significance over overtime losses. Four, if, if it's for the final playoff spot, it will be a play-in game at that point. If it's just for playoff seating, it's winning percentage versus conference opponents for varsity. Um, and if that's still tied, it's a coin toss. Now, the problem for MTA is that although it can still garner a very respectable record, as we said, they will 99.999% have less wins than any team than they are tied with. And regardless of whether MTA trampled over that team twice or not, they'll lose out because the other team won more games. There is, however, some interesting news for MTA uh, still remaining. MTA controls their own playoff de- de- excuse me, their own playoff destiny. Should MTA win its last three games against Kushner, SAR, and JEC? With the SAR game or any other SAR game not going to overtime, MTA will make the playoffs. So essentially every game for the Lions, beginning with tomorrow night's Kushner game, are must-win games. Will a loss be the end of the world? Not yet, but every point dropped is essentially two because of the need to finish ahead of teams and not tied with them. In the East, only two games were played, but the playoff impact of the two was quite large, especially in the race for the last two seeds. Last Sunday's matchup between Hank and YDE featured two teams that now find themselves on opposite ends of the spectrum. Although both have had extremely rough seasons, the gap in the East has created a situation where two sub-500 teams will make the playoffs. The downside? Five teams still have hope for that playoff berth, at least until this game. The Hurricanes jumped all over the Thunder, putting up a sixth spot thanks to goals by Josh Wengrofsky, Judah Walkenfeld, Noah Kahn, Shlomo Amsalam, and Benji Hill, who lit the lamp twice for a 6-1 final. As a result, YDE drops to 110-0-1 and finds themselves eliminated from postseason possibility. Hank, on the other hand, finds themselves a bit healthier, albeit at 4-8, as they are now four points up on North Shore and only two points behind Mag and David, who saw their regular season brought to an unceremonious close at the hands of Hafter 11-1 on Monday night. So with Mag and David finishing at 5-9, and nine, the Hurricanes realistically only need one win to force at least a play-in game, should North Shore go on a run to end the season, by virtue of Hank and Mag and David ending with the same point total, and having evenly split the rest of the tiebreak factors. Should they win both of their remaining games this week against North Shore tomorrow night and Solomon Schechter on Wednesday, Hank will finish at 6-8 and eight and assure themselves of a postseason berth, leaving Mag and David to sweat out North Shore's remaining five games. On the other end of the board, Hafter's win assures the Hawks of a first-round bye, along with DRS. Hafter currently stands at 10-1, and 1, equal in points to DRS, with one game less played. 
Much like the West, though, it seems as if this one will come down to the date these two have set on February 5th to determine who will own the top seed. So the standings are as follows. In the East, Hafter and DRS still tied atop the board at 20 points. Uh, Both have 10 wins. Hafter has one loss. DRS has two. Flopwish is in third with 18 points at 9 and 5. Rambam follows behind with 12 points at 6 and 5. Mag and David is uh, right behind them with 10 points at 5 and 9. Hank has four, has four wins uh, and eight losses for eight points. North Shore has four points. YDE has three. And Solomon Schechter at one and six has two points. Over in the West, Frisch holds a two-point lead uh, with 16 points at eight and two over TABC and Ramaz. TABC and Ramaz both have 14 points. TABC is seven and two. Ramaz is six, three, and two. SAR at 11 points is right behind them at 5, 5, 0, and 1. Kushner and MTA are tied behind them at 10 points. Kushner at 5 and 4. MTA at 3, 4, 2, and 2, as we said. And JEC rounds out the West at 6 points at 2, 6, 0, and 2. So you can see the West is very, very, very tight. The playoff scenarios for Varsity this week. DRS and Hafter have clinched playoff spots and first-round buys. Flopush and Rambam have also clinched playoff spots. Flopush has clinched a first-round home game. Rambam will need to wait until after the break for the opportunity to do the same. Hank, as I said, can clinch a playoff spot with two wins on the week. In the West, Frisch has clinched a playoff berth and can clinch a top-three spot, which includes a first-round buy under the new playoff format for the West, with a win over Ramaz tomorrow night. Ramaz can clinch a playoff berth with wins over Frisch and TABC this week or a win in either an SAR loss or tie or an MTA loss or tie. Also, TABC can clinch a playoff berth with a win or an MTA loss. On to today's rankings, uh, the first rankings of the 2014 calendar year. In Varsity and JV, not much has changed. It's both the same top five as last week. Varsity, Hafter, Frisch, TABC, Flatbush, and DRS round out the top five. And in JV, TABC, Frisch, Rambam, DRS, and Hafter. This by virtue of not having that many games played this week. You can find the full Varsity and JV rankings, as well as a new number one in the MYJHHL Junior High rankings on our Facebook page and on the Jewish Hoops America Hockey Forum, as well as our new Facebook group page. Once again, you're listening to The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League Sports. Now let's move over to center court to tip off the basketball action for the past week. We start off in varsity basketball. First to the east, where the second-place 9-1 Hafter Hawks almost saw their seven-game winning streak brought to an end at the hand of their five-town rivals, the 4-6 and six DRS Wildcats. The two met earlier this season with Hafter cruising to a 47-31 victory. DRS came into the game on the heels of a subpar Brooklyn stretch, having defeated Mag and David, but also losing to YDE in overtime and Flatbush, all three in a seven-day span. For the better part of 32 minutes here, defense uh, defense ruled the night as DRS held Hafter to 10 points in the first half, opening up a nine-point lead at the break. Momentum appeared to have shifted coming out of the intermission, though, as Hafter chipped away at the lead, dropping it to five, entering the final quarter of play, 23-18. to from that point on, Hafter counted off seven of the next nine points to bring the game to a 25-25 tie with 250 remaining in the game. 130 left to play, 
Alan Stern uh, comes up with the rebound for the Hawks and drops two to give Hafter its first lead. 40 seconds later, Stern would do it again, pushing Hafter's lead out to five. Hafter outscored DRS 22-7 to in the second half and route to a 32-26 victory. So despite a strong, so sorry, so despite a strong first half for the Cats, uh, Hafter improves its record to nine and one, uh, two games in the win column behind Idle North Shore, and three games up, uh, in the win column over third place Flatbush after Flatbush put away YDE 55 to 39. DRS drops its third in a row, falling to four and seven, right into a tie with YDE for the fifth and sixth spots in the East. Uh, only one game up on Derek Hattora as well as Hank, who are now at 3-7 and seven after falling to Mag and David, 59-39. The Warriors led by Dennis Dweck's 17 and Aaron Harari's 14 rebounds. Uh, sorry, Dennis Dweck's 17 points and Aaron Harari's 14 rebounds outscored the Hurricanes 26-10 to 10 in the second half in front of a standing room only crowd in Brooklyn. Back to the DRS Hafter result for a second, though. Uh, despite the loss, DRS should be very pleased with the result, as well as what their efforts mean. Other teams will likely look to this game as a blueprint for how to clip the Hawks' wings, uh, so to speak, given that this is the first time this year that Hafter has been held to under 40 points. After seeding an average of 55 points on its Brooklyn trip, 32 on the opposing end against a ranked team should be comforting for DRS. On the other hand, DRS needs to find ways to put together two halves of a basketball game if it wants to go on the same run that it did uh, last year come March time. Out West, a controversial finish put its stamp on what would have otherwise been considered a season highlight game between MTA and TABC. Under five seconds to go, TABC down 44-43. to Dan Pulayoff's long jumper missed the mark, but found its way right into the hands of TABC big man Yeshua Zerman. Zerman put the ball right back up and uh, in for two of a game-high 27 points and the 45-44 TABC victory. However, the two points were mired in controversy as it appeared that Zerman still had control of the ball when time expired on the clock. But as the referees had ruled it good on the court and high school policy being different than the NBA, there is no review procedure. And so the referees deemed it a good basket, boosting TABC into a tie with Frisch at 7-4 and four in the second spot in the division, but also dropping MTA down to 3-6, and six, a game behind Kushner for the sixth spot in the West. MTA will get their chance to work their way back into a playoff spot, but if they fall short, this one will be a game that sticks with them well into the offseason. They, they get their chance at redemption tonight, though, when they host Heschel in the MAC Center. Uh, Heschel is now 6-2 and two after being awarded a victory in their game against Rambam that was postponed but could not be made up. So the standings heading into today look as follows. All these standings, again, if I haven't mentioned it before, are courtesy of myhsal.com. Uh, the league website where you can find standings, schedules, results, and various other information on all of your Yeshiva League high school teams. Uh, in the east, North Shore is 11-0. and Hafter follows right behind them at 9-1. and Flatbush is 6-5. and Mag and David, 5-5. and DRS and YDE at 4-7. and Hank at 3-7. and Derek Otoro with them at 3-8. and Rambam at 1-10, and rounding out the Eastern Division. And over in the West, Ramaz is 10-1, and TABC and Frisch are tied at 7-4, and SAR and Heschel are tied at 6-2, and Kushner is 4-6, and MTA is 3-6, and Hillel 3-8, and and JEC rounds out the West at 1-10. and this, com- this upcoming week is an important week in varsity basketball, as there are 11 games, and almost all of them impact the playoffs in some way, as all but two teams uh, that play in the league will be in action. So here's a playoff update. In the East, North Shore has already locked down one of the top two seeds in the East. Uh, Hafter has punched their postseason ticket. Uh, a win against Hank on Tuesday will clinch a first-round bye for the Hawks. Mag and David can clinch with a win over YDE tomorrow night. 
With that same result, Flatbush will also clinch, leaving two spots remaining in the East with four teams within one game of each other, those teams being DRS, YDE, Hank, and Derek Hattora, as we mentioned. Over in the West, Ramaz has clinched a playoff berth and can lock down both a bye and the top seed in the West this week. Ramaz plays two games, JEC tomorrow night and MTA on Wednesday. Uh, two wins or a win and a Heschel loss will clinch a bye. Two wins and an SAR loss will clinch them the top seed. Now, the next couple of, uh, of scenarios are based on tonight's Heschel MTA game. TABC, if Heschel wins tonight, has already clinched a playoff berth. If MTA wins, they can clinch, uh, TABC can clinch with a win over Frisch or an MTA loss to SAR or Ramaz or a Kushner loss to Derek Hattora or SAR this week. I know that was long, so please try to follow. Um, for Frisch, if Heschel wins, they can clinch with a win over TABC or an MTA loss to SAR or Ramaz or a Kushner loss to Derek Hattora or SAR. Basically the same as if they have lost for TABC. If MTA wins, uh, Frisch can clinch with a win over TABC and a Kushner loss to Derek Hattora or SAR. Heschel can clinch just with a win over MTA and an MTA loss later on in the week to either SAR or Ramaz. SAR can clinch with an MTA loss tonight to Heschel and an SAR win over MTA tomorrow, or simply with a win over Kushner on Wednesday. So that would leave only one spot open out west should Heschel and SAR both defeat MTA. In that case, there would be three teams, Kushner, MTA, and Hillel, fighting for that last playoff spot. Now, generally, we take a look at the Jewish Hoops America Top 25, but this week the website produced an interesting twist, churning out regional power rankings, showcasing different regions of North America and the top teams in those areas. The eight regions showcased are the Mid-Atlantic, featuring teams from Maryland down to Virginia, the North, featuring teams from the New England region, Canada, which is self-explanatory, the Southeast, featuring teams from the Carolinas on the south, stretching west to the Tennessee area, Midwest, areas between Ohio and the Great Plains, the West, Missouri onto the West Coast, and of course, the Yeshiva League. So, we'll follow the Yeshiva League, the top five in the Yeshiva League, number one, North Shore, number two, Hafter, number three, uh, Ramaz, and number four, Heschel, all stayed the same as last week. However, the five, six, and seven spots did a shovel, a shuffle. TABC dropped from fifth to seventh. Frisch climbed from 6th to 5th, and SAR climbed into the 6th spot. This must be a direct result of the close call or near miss for the TABC-MTA game, as you would have it, that we discussed earlier, as neither Frisch nor SAR played this week to earn a move on their own. All right, now moving over to JV basketball, where the Brooklyn and Long Island divisions each played two games. Uh, The New Jersey division had one on its own and also shared one with the NYC division. Both Brooklyn and Long Island had a game postponed due to the weather. We'll start off in the Brooklyn division, where four of the six teams were in action last Monday night, and 51 seemed to be the magic number. Uh, division leader Flappush squared off against second seed YDE. Flappush came into this one at 8-0, having wrapped up a playoff home game and looking to clinch the Brooklyn division. YDE, winners of three of their last four, needed a win to keep divisional hopes alive, all while putting distance between them and the rest of the division behind them. Earlier in the season, Flopush trounced YDE by 23 points and got very close to doing the same in this one, defeating the Thunder 51-25. to That game, combined with Orhatora's 51-47 to victory over Shari, now gives the division a completely different outlook. Flopush is at 9-0, and having wrapped up everything, and will now wait until February to finish off their season. YDE is now at 5-3 and and holds a two-game lead over Shari and Orhatora, who are now tied for the third and fourth places as a result of their game. 
if either Orhator or Share lose in their games tomorrow night, YDE will clinch a playoff berth, but we'll need to see how things play out as they are now off until the end of the month. Orhator will face last place uh, 1-6 and Lave Bunham tomorrow night, while Share will face off against Mag and David tomorrow night as well. Mag and David, currently at 2-4, at and four, is now coming off of a 10-day delay, having had their game with YDE canceled on Thursday night. Mag and David will also face Lave Bunham later in the week in an attempt to regain a foothold in the playoff race. In the Long Island division, four of the six teams also took to the courts with one game postponed. Uh, DRS started off uh, with a 47-22 win over Hank that we mentioned last week that gave them the Long Island division crown at 9-0. Hank remains at 4-2 after having their game with Hafter postponed on Thursday. Hafter, for what it's worth, probably wishing that the same fate had befallen its Tuesday night game against Rambam in Hafter, where the Ravens upset the Hawks 46-43. Rambam ups its record to 500 at 4-4 after splitting its last two games with Hafter, and now puts its square in the mix for the second seed. Should Hank slip up against 2-5 and five North Shore tomorrow night and DRS after the break, the game between the two on February 1st could very well be for a home playoff game. But if Hank wins its game tomorrow night, it will have clinched a playoff berth. Uh, but don't count Hafter out yet. The Hawks will 3-3 three and three and have their next two games against 0-8 Ezra, Ezra's last two, uh, once this Monday and uh, once after the break. Uh, judging based on games remaining, Hafter may actually have the edge over the two others. Over in the New Jersey division, we had one intradivisional contest and one interdivisional game, both involving TABC. Last Sunday, TABC knocked off MTA 71-46. to On the win put TABC at 5-1, and two games behind division leader Frisch, who was idle this past week. Uh, we'll touch on MTA in about a minute when we get to the NYC divisional roundup. Uh, TABC, however, was back in action today against 3-4 and Hillel. Um, a win for Hillel would put them right behind the storm, but pull them even with 4-4 four and four JEC for the final playoff spot. A win would clinch a playoff berth for the Storm and put JEC a win away or a hill a loss away from the precious third seed. And the TABC win it was, edging out the heat 43-40. to So TABC now at 6-1 and will attempt to pull itself even with Frisch this coming Tuesday night when they meet up in the first of two of the final three games for each team. That Frisch-TABC game is the only one for the New Jersey division on the week. Everyone else settles in for the long winter break. So now we uh, update the look in the New York City division. Uh, with MTA's loss being the only result on the week, the Lions now dropping to 2-5 and five slightly affects the coming week where three games will be played and playoff contests can be wrapped up. 5-0 and SAR Sting will face MTA tomorrow night. Uh, an, an SAR win will clinch a playoff berth for both, for both SAR and 5-1 and one Heschel. Heschel, however, is hoping that MTA can somehow knock off the Sting because Heschel takes on 1-7 and seven Westchester tomorrow night. A Heschel win combined with an SAR loss would push the Heat one game ahead of SAR and clinch a playoff berth for them ahead of next week's showdown between the two. For MTA, who is now only one loss ahead of 2-6 and six from Oz, a win over SAR would be extremely helpful, but the game that matters most to MTA will happen on Thursday when MTA and Ramaz square off in Ramaz. MTA holding the win over Ramaz in the first game that they played could end all questions with a win over the Rams, who at 2-7 and seven would then only be able to tie MTA with MTA sweeping the season set. Should Ramaz win, however, the Rams would be in the driver's seat with MTA needing Ramaz to lose to SAR next week and MTA to win over Heschel in early February in order to force a playing game for the last playoff spot. All right, so that wraps up the uh, JV basketball world. Uh, 
let's take a quick look at the girls' sports. In girls' A, two games were wiped out. Only the Hillel SAR game that was played this afternoon remained on the schedule. The winner of that has now clinched a playoff berth. The loser still requires a win this week. In girls' B, Elon dominated SKA 41-19 to up the record to 8-1 and and are now a game behind both SKA and Bruria at 7-2. and All three have clinched playoff berths and, a, and, a, and await either Megan, David, or Shalhevet to join their playoff club. The situation may gain a little bit of clarity this Tuesday night when the two when those two teams meet. Shall have it took the earlier game this season and with a win could pull another win or a Mag and David loss within a clinch. Alright, so let's move over to our games to watch segment for the week. In JV Hockey, with only three games on the week and all three containing a team that's just on the edge of elimination, all three could be very interesting, but all three could also be very subpar. After Hank's win last night, I, I might be tempted to say Hank North Shore tomorrow night, with Hank looking to play spoiler once more, but Tuesday night's MTA-JEC might actually be a good game. The last time they played, it was 2-1 MTA, as I said, and with MTA fighting for its playoff lives, it'll be interesting to see whether JEC will step up and help out Kushner. Far City Hockey, Ramaz faces both TBC and Frisch this week to complete the trifecta between the three over the last two weeks. The game Wednesday night against TBC will be crucial for Ramaz as they'll either be looking to take command of the division or looking to keep themselves ahead of the storm depending on what happens on Monday. The Rams could go from being in great position to having to wait and hope for a bye, so it'll be great to see what the Rams do with their automatic seed on the line. In JV Basketball, we'll go for uh, Frisch TABC on Tuesday night, which is a repeat of the Amunda Rubenstein Championship. And in Varsity Basketball, the week can be divided between two distinct categories. Category 1, the marquee matchups, and Category 2, the playoff battles. Uh, Eleven games in all have some relevance uh, uh, to one or both teams involved. Focusing on the marquee games, though, the one out west on Tuesday night's uh, Frisch TABC game, where the two 7-4 teams look to break away and gain the upper hand in the battle for the two-seed, that's a good game, but in the East. It's Thursday night's game when Hafter and North Shore finally get together uh, in uh, the rescheduled game from December. Uh, A win for Hafter can keep divisional hopes alive while North Shore is looking to close out the East. Well, that about wraps up another edition of The Court Report. If you missed any part of the episode, you can catch the Encore presentation this Tuesday night at 7 p.m. following the Book of Life by Charles Harari. Or you can find The Court Report on iTunes or the Nachum Siegel Network app on iPod. Tomorrow morning, J.M. in the A.M. with Nachum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m. live on the stream, NachumSiegel.com, J.M. in the A.M.org, or on your radio, 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, 91.9 FM, Rockland County. Before I leave tonight, I want to thank you for joining me. My thanks again to Crown Trophy of Brooklyn for their support. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on JM in the AM at around 7.20 with the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports report. Again, if you wish to purchase tickets to the Morasha 50th anniversary concert that I mentioned a few weeks ago, please log on to morashaconcert.com. And words from the wise to leave you off, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Drive home safe.